the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. Opinions expressed may not reflect those of Salem Media of Colorado or its sponsors. This is Life in Colorado, a radio news magazine about the issues, events, and the unique life we live in the Centennial State. Hello and welcome to Life in Colorado. I'm your host, Louis Gonzalez, and I'm excited to have with me today Layla Reagan-Porter, Development Manager at Bluff Lake Nature Center. How are you doing, Layla? Hi, I'm great. Thank you for having me. For those who don't know, why don't you tell them exactly where Bluff Lake Nature Center is? Yeah, Bluff Lake Nature Center is in northeast Denver. We are very close to the neighborhoods of Central Park and Montbello. So we are uh, surrounded by a lot of development, but we're a place of nature within that. And uh, you're, you're located pretty much near where the old Stapleton Airport was, right? We are. We are actually where the crash zone would have been for the runway. So you can see a lot of the uh, like remains of the airport with the control center and that kind of stuff from our site, which is pretty cool. Wow. Has all that stuff been gutted or is there still something remaining from the old airport? So it's interesting. When the airport closed, that was actually a big reason why we came to be. Uh, the, the area had been pretty badly polluted Mm. and it was kind of like a dumping ground for a long time uh when it was the uh the end of the runway but when the airport closed that's when the restoration happened the sierra club actually took the city to court and part of the settlement was that this would be developed into um, a place of nature and so there was a lot of restoration that happened a lot of uh, native plants that had to be put back in um, a lot of testing of the ground making sure there weren't any pollutants left but it, it took a considerable amount of time and effort to get it to the place it is today so Layla, why don't you tell us about yourself and how you came to the bluff lake nature center Well, I came the long way around, for sure. Um, I'm from England originally. I was born there, and we moved actually to uh, Georgia in the United States in 1996. And I lived most of my American life in Georgia and then uh, worked for several nonprofits in Macon, Georgia, which was amazing and really opened my eyes to working, like, within the community. It was a very small city, so you really got to understand the people that you were working with. Right. And then when we moved here to Denver, I wanted to have that same uh, opportunity and that same experience. And Bluff Lake Nature Center is close to my home, uh, very much close to my heart with being able to make nature accessible to uh, a wide audience, especially where we are. We serve so many people and really getting to know our partners and organizations we work with in our community has been amazing. So I've been with the organization since 2021, and I love it. It's an incredible story of how you got here. Now, I'm sure you hear this a lot, but uh, your original accent is very faint. It, it sounds mixed in with a little bit of an American accent. It comes and goes, for sure. Um, <laughs> it, living in Georgia knocks some of it out of you, especially living in the South, so it tends to sound a little unusual. 
So uh, tell us, what kind of animals and plants can visitors expect to see at the refuge? So the cool thing about Bluff Lake is even though we are really in the middle of the city, you see an incredible amount of different species. The birds especially, we have over 230 different species of birds that have been spotted. And that's including like red-winged blackbirds, red-tailed hawks, egrets, twins and hawks, which people love to see. Of course, we have our owls and more. And then uh, going kind of down further uh, closer to the ground, right. we have beavers, deer, muskrats. Of course, you see like frogs and toads because we're near the creek and we have our lake. Uh, bats, which you probably won't see during the day, of course, but they are there. Um, we have a several different turtle species that call the site home. Crayfish, of course, in mm. the creek. Uh, raccoon, foxes. You'll see a lot of prairie dogs, naturally. Uh, we have a lot of prairie dogs and a lot of contail rabbits. Those are almost guaranteed. And then if you go even smaller and closer to the ground, you will see milkweed beetles, dragonflies, mm. grasshoppers, and just a ton of different spiders and beetles. So a lot of folks will come there, you know, specifically to see a lot of these uh, species that are having a harder time finding homes elsewhere. So uh, do you get a lot of uh, dedicated uh, bird watchers uh, who visit Bluff Lake? Yeah. Yeah, I would say our birding community is probably the most dedicated uh, part of our community at Bluff mm. Lake. We have a lot of different folks who come to Bluff Lake for a lot of different reasons, but our birders come um, all the time, usually early in the morning when it's a little quieter. But we also have a free bird walk that is every month um, led by some amazing birding volunteers, and it's grown from just a handful of people to like about 60 people every month which is, and they split them up into small groups so that we get a lot of attention um, spent, especially for new birders. So a lot of new birders come to us. So it's incredible how this community has grown, especially since people have discovered us during the pandemic because we're so close to home. Right. Um, and a lot of people discovered birding during the pandemic too. So a lot of folks like realizing what's just in their backyard now. I'm speaking with Layla Reagan-Porter, the development manager at the Bluff Lake Nature Center. Now, we were talking about where Bluff Lake actually is. Can you describe the various habitats found at the Nature Center? Yeah, this is another cool thing about being, um, we're in the middle of the city, right? But we have like a diverse amount of habitats. We're only 123 acres and we have our prairie and grasslands, of course, uh, which you'll see a bunch of prairie dogs and Probably won't see coyotes, but they are hanging out there, and they tend to come out uh, after dark, so our visitors don't get uh, scared by them. Right. But we'll have the riparian habitat, and that's, you know, around the creek and the lake, and that's where we see a lot of our turtles, frogs, and our cottonwood trees. Then we also have our lake and the marshes, and that's where a lot of those migratory birds, um, uh, like the mallard and the Canada goose, like they will be there as well uh then we have our creek we have sand creek that goes right along the edge of our property through the property and that's where we can see some really beautiful egress and folks will sometimes be catching crayfish in there during camp um obviously we let them back but it's very cool to be able to see them the kids love it we also have a woodland like a a woodland area where Mm. if it's quiet and maybe it's earlier in the day you will see deer which is amazing right and then we have like our shrublands as well and that's where we have like a, a 
again, a lot of the rabbits in the rabbit brush um, and the yuccas and mm. those kind of plants as well. So we have like a diverse amount of habitats on this tiny little space. So how does Bluff Lake Nature Center contribute to conservation efforts in the area? So a big part of what we do is really conserving this natural space that had to be, like I like mentioned before, brought back from a very polluted, very trashed site. Right. And we are like a, a rare gem because a lot of spaces around us are being developed uh, pretty quickly and you know with all the people like me moving to Denver mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of homes and uh, different developments being created and so we are this area where animals can still have a place that they can call home uh, like again if they're passing through if they're migratory they will they will like have their nests there um, it's also an incredible way for us to teach like the thousands of kids that come through and they can learn about this, again, this place of nature, but how it has to balance with people. Right. And being in the middle of the city, we see this problem really exaggerated because we have development, again, like all around us. But that means because it's 123 acres as opposed to like 123,000 acres of right. site, it's this relatable model that kids will see. Like kids will come and they'll see and they'll pick up the trash that comes through mm. like over 140 neighborhood storm drains all filter through our site. And so they'll be coming and we'll be like, yeah, that, that soccer ball that came through might have been yours. That like bag from, you know, whatever snack you were eating that you're picking up right now because right. they do a lot of projects <laughs> like that, that could have been yours. And they're seeing the impact that people have. And that way we want to like create this next generation of nature stewards mm. because they understand like what their actions like the impact that those have on the environment and so it's twofold like there's the there's the education side of it and then there's like the actual conservation side of it being able to have these different habitats for different animals um which is pretty unique being able to have those spaces and then being like very close to places like Montbello and Aurora, mm-hmm. like just the access to nature as well, because we have a lot of amazing parks uh, in Denver. Like the park system is amazing, but mm. having like a natural space that feels a bit more wild, that's a bit more cut off, can be quite unique. So, so you bring up kids, and, and how exactly does the Nature Center work with schools and educators in the area? I think that's really one of our uh, best programs. We have a really great relationship with the public school systems and the private school systems around us. But we focus really heavily on our field trips. Uh, again, like thousands, like over 8,500 kids coming through every year. Wow. And the field trips that we have tend to be very like problem-based focused. Mm-hmm. So they'll get like a, a little mission or a project or a problem and they will have to like learn about the site and the animals that live there and like the problems that we face and how to solve it. So it's very hands-on, it's very exploratory. uh, And we develop like strong relationships with these schools. Like a great example um, is the Denver School of Science and Technology where we have like very focused relationships with different schools that have different focuses of their own. And they, knowing that, like, some of their schools are very close to our site, they can work, like, much more closely with us in developing, uh, like, longer-term 
um, like curriculum. So it won't just be like a one-off field trip. It can be like several field trips over amount of time. And then our internships with them tend to be like very strong as well, which is pretty great because a lot of the kids there, they'll come and be able to create a project of their own. Mm-hmm. And so if they're like a junior or senior in high school, like they're leaving that with something to be able to show if they choose to go into that career, if they want to go into a STEM career right. or a career in the outdoors, they have basically something for a portfolio, which can be really valuable if you know, you're know you just starting out in a career. So we try and really do, again, like a lot of like accessibility for kids that and young people who are having like, not having as many opportunities to get into the outdoors and get into uh, jobs in the outdoors. And, and that's probably, that's probably like one of our strongest uh, parts of our mission, I think, is like those relationships with school. And then for kids that aren't in school, uh, like if they're homeschooled, we have a homeschool program um, that happens consecutively so that they come like every week on the same day Mm -hmm. and again we're like building that relationship with them and they're getting the opportunity to learn about the site and we are getting the opportunity to learn about them Mm. and really see like where their like social emotional learning's going so that's a great program that we started last year and it's been really great to see that develop it's been extremely popular so earlier you talked about uh, pollution and trash around the area. So tell me, what are some of the biggest challenges you face in managing the refuge? So I think the biggest challenge, it's just that balance of nature and people. Um, we want to be this welcoming place right. that people can experience nature and a vast amount of people around us, different people around us experiencing nature. But then we also have to protect the habitat. The, mm-hmm. the plants and the animals that call this place home and in order to do that we've been really engaging in our community a lot in the past year we've been trying to hear their needs like their specific needs especially since we have just a very diverse population like we have a lot of different uh a lot of different communities in northeast denver and it's, it's amazing because they all can find a home at bluff lake but we need to think about like what do we need to make this like uh, a good experience when people come and we don't have any facilities on our site and that's again a huge challenge like we don't have running water and power Mm, like toilets the building like we have porta potties which is fine but thinking thinking Mm. about like the future we have to think about you know what our community needs to be able to use the site but then what our site needs as well to be able to mitigate that increased visitorship that we've seen. Well, you know, that's interesting. So I'm speaking with Layla Reagan-Porter, Development Manager over at the Bluff Lake Nature Center. Uh, Can you tell us about any uh, exciting developments or perhaps future plans for the refuge? Well, in the next uh, few years, I think we're really going to be considering what the site needs uh, as far as like improvements go, mm-hmm. thinking again about what uh, what we need to do on site to be able to protect the habitats, but we also to be able to serve our community. So we're, we will really, you will see us out there a lot in the community asking people questions, and it's really going to be a lot of what people, people come back to us. Uh, so far, a lot of folks have mentioned bathrooms. That's okay. unsurprisingly. Sure. <laughs> yes. People have needs. Uh, yeah, it's, 
especially when you have a lot of kids. We have a camp that has hundreds of kids. True. Um, as well as our field trips. And so that's been like a big consideration. Yeah. But, you know, we're thinking about how to how to expand on those facilities and how to be able to uh, as well get the site to be more accessible. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, when it was built, like we, we had great trails put in. It was a considerable time ago. But we need to think now, like what people need. If you have like a wheelchair or if you have like a walker, like what are what are uh, how do we need to be building and improving on these trails to be able to make sure that it's accessible for everyone? So I think what you'll see in the next few years in Bluff Lake is going to be us improving the site to be able to really serve like those all those audiences. Well, that's interesting. So what, what kind of volunteer opportunities are available at the refuge? And we, yeah, we love our volunteers. We have been so lucky to have just an amazing team of volunteers. We have uh, a group of weekly weed warriors that are out there every Friday uh maybe a little less in the um in the in the winter but they are out there cleaning up um the invasive species mm-hmm. uh they have learned a lot about the site and so they know like what needs to be cut back what needs to be sewn back in sure. um we have an enormous amount of like groups like scout groups and community organizations and businesses and groups like that and sometimes they will come with like specific projects right. that they want to be able to do but they will have like the the necessary skills and materials and, and they'll come to us and say like we want to be able to work with you on this and we'll collaborate and think of something uh we also have a great group of education volunteers including like a a, a good amount who are bilingual which is amazing sure. and those help with our these weekend welcome booths we do field trips after school and other programs and of course i always tell people there is always trash to pick up always uh, absolutely <laughs> so mm. that's like our biggest battle so sometimes people come um, independently mm-hmm. and pick up that trash, but we always like to know. So mm-hmm. we always ask that people email us. And sometimes we will have trash pickup days that we'll do with Sand Creek Greenway or uh, Environmental Learning for Kids or groups like that. And uh, they'll they'll work with us because that it's not very glamorous, but it's always needed. There's always trash to pick up. Absolutely. So for anybody who wants to get involved, where can they go? Blufflake.org. That's B-U-B-L-U-S-S-L-A-K-E.org is our website. You can also email info at blufflake.org. It'll come straight to me. And I usually filter all the questions and see if it needs to go to our natural resources manager or uh, like our education team and that way we can like we can really connect the community to the opportunities that we have. Once again, I'm here with Layla Reagan Porter, Development Manager at Bluff Lake Nature Center. So tell me, now the Nature Center has been around for twenty plus years or so. How has it evolved over that time? It's been pretty amazing to see our growth. Uh in the beginning we had essentially one executive director who was full time and Everyone else was temporary or seasonal. And uh, even just looking from 2018, we had four year-round team members. And then 2022, last year, we uh, had eight year-round team members. So our staff has grown immensely. The visitorship, I think, is the biggest difference. Before, uh, in 2019, 
40,000 visitors a wow. year. Now we have 85,000. Oh, um, of course, it's a big leap. Yes. Uh, and unsurprisingly, uh, that big leap came around COVID when people were looking for a place of nature close to their home. Sure. But the number hasn't dropped off. It has continued to reach that that high number, and that's been really like a, a, a huge impact for us. Um, but then like we've still managed to balance that with the different species. Like I had mentioned that 230 bird species that had been documented mm. back in 2018, it was only like 186. Wow. Uh, so it's been really great to see like more birds making their home there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, our camp has grown in popularity in just a, an immense way 2018 we had about 220 campers that were um, at our camp this year we sold out within like i think a week of it going um uh, up on like up on the website and we have two uh, 435 summer campers with a huge waiting list but with that popularity we've also managed to increase our scholarships which has been really impactful because we've developed relationships with organizations like environmental learn for kids and rice colorado and instead of us just saying we have scholarships come and get them and then hoping that people find out about them we've been really making strong relationships with organizations who are working consistently with families Mm -hmm. in different communities that are going to be able to like really make an amazing use of these scholarships and so they will match the scholarships to the families and the communities that they serve and it really we've discovered it's just like so much more of a meaningful way so it's been great to see those scholarships uh the amount every year grow and the percentage grow and and that's had a lot to do uh with the donors that we've had like Mm. our donorship has like thankfully the the use of the site has increased (laughs) the species Mm -hmm. of the site has increased and thankfully, the support from our community has also increased. And, and for that, we are so grateful because we're a relatively small nonprofit. Um, right. A lot of people will think that we're like a city park or a state park, but we're not. We own our own property and we manage it uh, as well. And so that means that, yeah, we rely a lot on those folks around us, like giving generously, and, and, and we love them for it. And uh, where can they go if they want to donate generously? So if they go to bluffleight.org, we have a big old donate button there, uh, which will give them a few different ways to donate. We have a lot of folks who uh, give from like the IRA or uh, they're like just their checks every year or they do it online. Um, And then, of course, like my information is there, too. If I can uh, help in any way, I can give several different options. Okay. (laughs) I'm here with Layla Reagan-Porter, Development Manager over at the Bluff Lake Nature Center. So uh, what message would you like to convey to the community about the importance of preserving and protecting natural spaces like the one you work in? I think Bluff Lake is extremely special. It's very rare to have this home to so much wildlife that have fewer and fewer places to thrive, right. especially looking around us. The land around us is being developed at this epic rate. Uh, it's, you know, the success of Denver. 
that is making uh, natural spaces like this just increasingly rare. And so being able to have this natural space, but also being able to reach so many people in so many different ways, mm-hmm. like I mentioned, our our field trips, and then of course, like our monthly free bird walking events and our summer camps. And we managed to keep pretty much all of that free, um, or at least have like a high amount of scholarships for something like camp. Uh, a lot of our field trips, you know, our Title One schools, and those are all free as well, which is which is amazing. But we are really in a unique position to have access to nature for a lot of folks who can't always get to like the mountains or a national park. Some things that like sometimes I'll just take for granted, and then I think about what it takes. It takes time. It takes money. It takes resources, and it takes a sense of comfort and right. safety. And we have this place that is it's close to Montbello, North Aurora, Commerce City, all of these amazing places uh, so near to Bluff Lake. Right. It's and not somewhere. Is, yeah, I'm sorry. It's not somewhere you have to drive uh, 50 miles out of your way to go see. It's right there. It's right yeah. in the middle. It's like a five minute drive for a lot of people who <laughs> cannot believe how close it is. Yes. And, and that's exactly it. Um, when I say and we're open every day, like all year round sunrise to sunset Mm -hmm. so again it doesn't take a lot of thinking about when does it open do i need to make a reservation and and all this kind of stuff that a lot of our beautiful popular places take and so we try and create this this accessible local free place of nature and it's somewhere that families and people can they can get out there easily quickly they can get some fresh air move around and find some peace and that's pretty special that we get to offer that. So once again, where can people go online to uh, learn about Bluff Lake Nature Center and support all the work that you do? Blufflake.org. That's B-L-U-F-F-L-A-K-E dot O-R-G. And we have all our programs up there, uh, the way that you can donate, and of course, all our contact information too, so you can reach out to me. All right, well, Layla Reagan-Porter, Development Manager over at Bluff Lake Nature Center, thank you for all that you do and for being a part of Life in Colorado. If you have questions or comments about today's program, please call 303-750-5687 or email us at lifeincolorado at salemdenver.com. Life in Colorado is a public affairs presentation of Salem Media of Colorado. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.